I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. And the real beauty in loving others, like the real selfless act of love, is to learn how those you love like to receive love. Learning how the people you love prefer to receive love. Like how can we love our families? How can we love our partners and our children in a way that they receive love, right? In the way that's actually really impactful for them in the way that makes them feel special, makes them feel cherished, makes them feel important. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast, a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Monday. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for making and taking the time to join us on the podcast today. Just listening in, learning. We're all on the same journey here. Um, And today it's Monday. So on Motherhood Mondays, we choose a different character trait or a different family value, and we dive into it as we start the week. And it's really just a place for us to hone in on that particular value or trait, just focus on it and be intentional about putting it into practice in the coming week. So I had on my content planner that today's topic would be love. And as I was sitting down to kind of think about what I wanted to talk about, it just seemed so basic, yet also so like all encompassing and 
massive, I guess, to tackle, um, that it was a little overwhelming. It's like, of course we love our kids, right? We do so much to show them how we love them. Like we care for them all day long. We bathe them and we teach them and we encourage them and we discipline them and, you know, we keep them alive. We, we sacrifice so much for their benefit. And it got me thinking like, is the way that I'm loving each of them effective? Like how much of this or how much of like all the stuff I do every day in that day to day, like how much is really making them feel loved and not the love, like, yeah, we all, we all know our parents love us. Right. But that deep love that just gives them all those warm and fuzzies and that makes them feel so special and so secure in their attachment with me as their mom. And I saw a while back, it was either a reel or a story or something on IG, but it was this mom talking about how she's started to be intentional about what she called reveling in her kid's presence, reveling in their presence. And then it took me a few days. I just couldn't stop thinking about that phrase, reveling in their presence. Like, don't we all want someone to revel in our presence? You know, so I've tried to just be more mindful about reveling in their presence lately. Like when they roll out of bed in the morning and it's the first time I've seen them since the day before, I've started just reveling in their presence. Like I make such a big deal. Yes, you're finally awake. I've been drinking my coffee and journaling here on the couch and just waiting for you to get up because I missed you so much. You know, just reveling in their presence when I pick them up from school, big hugs and genuine enthusiasm and great energy. Like, man, it is so good to see you today. I miss you so much. You know, your little smile, it makes me so happy. I'm so excited to get home and make dinner and spend the rest of the day together. I love you. And friends, I think we can do this at any age, right? Like these little humans under our care, they're precious gifts God's given us and we've got to cherish them. And we've got to make them feel cherished every single day. Because I think deep down, I know deep down, right? We all want to be cherished by someone. We all want people who are excited to see us at the end of the day. We all want people who think we're special, people who miss us when we're not around. Someone who like earnestly cares what we're doing or how we're doing. Someone who sees us and hears us and who makes a big deal about us. Our, Our birthdays, our milestones, our seemingly little victories, right? And they celebrate the heck out of us. And we all want to be made to feel this way. But I think even deeper, we all really want it from our parents, from our caregivers, right? It's just how we're wired. It's how we're connected. So I thought we could keep that in mind this week, just reveling in their presence, marveling at them, seeing them maybe in a new light this week as we express that love to them. So As we talk about love, reveling in our kids' presence, I also thought we could explore how we can better love our kids or how we can more effectively love our kids. And the thing about love and the thing about life really is that we're always the star of our own show, right? Like we can only experience life from our own perspective or our own experiences. We're either the hero in our own story or we're the victim in our own story. But whatever it is, we're the main character. It's all based on our own perception, right? Our own preferences, our own likes, our own dislikes. And how this relates to love is that we notice what makes us feel loved. 
Like what kinds of things do others do that make us feel really special or really cared for, really cared about, right? And then what we do is that based on our perception of what makes us feel loved, we turn around and we try to do that same thing for others when we're trying to show them love. So by default, we show others love the same way that we like to receive love. But the catch is that people receive love in different ways. So something that might make me feel really loved, say, I don't know, someone buys me a gift and then we're trying to show love to others, you know, maybe they don't respond in the same way. Maybe it falls a little flat and we're disappointed or we're frustrated or we're hurt, right? Because our efforts aren't being seen or received as we thought they would. And it's not that the other person is being you know, disrespectful. I think it's just that they prefer to receive love in a different way. And the real beauty in loving others, like the real selfless act of love is to learn how those you love like to receive love, learning how the people you love prefer to receive love. Like, how can we love our families? How can we love our partners and our children in a way that they receive love, right? In the way that's actually really impactful for them in the way that makes them feel special, makes them feel cherished, makes them feel important. Dr. Gary Chapman, he wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And that's what we're just going to talk about today. If you're not sure of your own love language, you can actually go uh, to the number five, fivelovelanguages.com. And you can take a short quiz there just to get a better idea of how you prefer to receive love. And I think this knowledge is powerful, friends, because once you have this awareness, you can express it to the people who love you. Like you can share your results with your partner, with your family, and it can help those people love you better. And you can ask them to take the quiz too. So you can be more intentional about loving them. You can love them more effectively. You can love them better in the way that they prefer to receive love. So as parents, how do we do this, right? How do we figure out our children's preferred love language, how they like to receive love? There's five love languages. So we can try to determine our children's love languages so we can love them better. Um, they're probably not going to take a love languages quiz, right? But we can just start to notice and pay attention. I think early on with our really young kids, we want to be intentional about giving them love in the form of each of the five love languages, exposing them to all of them. But then as they start getting a little older, maybe preschool or school age, I think we can re just pay, pay, pay attention, right? Just notice and be intentional about how we're giving love and what seems to really resonate with them. Just paying attention. Maybe you can give them options, help you gain insight. You know, do you want to go buy a pair of shoes this afternoon? Like the, the love language of gifts? Or do you prefer to go to the library together this afternoon? Maybe the love language of quality time. And you might start to see trends in what they're gravitating toward. And the other thing you can do is just keep trying a different love language and watch what happens. Like maybe choose one particular love language and do it really consistently over two weeks. Maybe if you choose physical touch, right? And by day two, like you're hugging on your kids, you're kissing on your kids, you're just sitting next to them, having them on your lap, tickling them, um, wrestling with them, like everything that's physical touch. And then maybe by day two, they're like, mom, like stop, leave me alone, right? You're bugging me. Stop touching me. You know, then maybe physical touch isn't their love language, right? 
So let's talk through the five love languages and how we can use this framework, I think, to love our kids better, to love them in the most effective way, the way in which they prefer to receive love. So the first love language, and again, these are in no particular order, um, but there's just five. So we got to start somewhere. So the first one is words of affirmation. And we know words are so powerful, right? Especially for us parents, like our words just have the power to build up our kids. They also have the power to tear down our kids. And when we use our words to love on our kids and to speak life over our kids and to encourage them and connect with them, like particularly with our children, whose love language is words of affirmation. It makes them feel so loved. We can praise them. We can comment on the things we see and think, but maybe sometimes we don't verbalize. We can tell them how much we love them, how thankful we are for them. And we can speak these affirming words over them and about them in front of others. I think that's really powerful too. And there's so many ways we can speak words of affirmation over our kids if we're noticing that this is one of their love languages. So we can leave notes in their lunchbox, right? Or write them letters. If they're older, maybe if they have phones, we can text them throughout the day, just checking in, saying how much we love them, saying we're thinking about them. I think one of the greatest gifts we can give our kids who receive words uh, of affirmation as their love language is to just get more intentional about saying the things we think, right? Saying the things that we think about them that are affirming. I think so often we can notice something awesome that they did, right? We notice a good choice they made. We notice how nice their hair looks, right? Maybe they put a little effort into it. We notice how helpful they are one afternoon, but something comes up and we get swept away in our thoughts or someone else needs something or something comes up and we just never express those things to them verbally. So I think just having that intentionality, even if it's not in the moment, to come back and share it with them later Uh, is a really powerful thing we can do to love our kids who receive love in words of affirmation. And then number two, we have physical touch. Like kids need our physical touch. Research has shown over and over, right, that babies who are held, babies who are snuggled and kissed, they develop better overall health. They develop better emotional health, better mental health, better physical health than babies who are left alone for long periods of time without contact. And this one's probably the easiest to use most often, I think, but we've just got to touch our kids more and more than just the daily routine of getting them dressed, right? Or putting them in the car, or bathing them like it's hugs and kisses, but it's also so much more. It's snuggling. It's reading with them on your lap. It's rocking them. It's wrestling. It's, you know, throwing them up in the air, holding hands while you go on a walk or it's that hand on their shoulder, right? Or the pat on the back or a high five or I mean, even a pickup game of of basketball or any contact sport, these all involve physical touch. So if you notice that you have a child who is particularly touchy, I know I have one, uh, physical touch is probably one of their love languages. For me, Amory, like she is always on top of me. Like we're eating breakfast and she'll move her chair so close that like our arms and our legs are touching Well, we eat and sometimes it drives me crazy. She won't even sit next to me on the couch. Like she needs to sit right on top of me when she's talking to me. Like she likes to have her face, you know, an inch from mine and put her little hands on my cheeks and really look at me in the eyes. And that even at bedtime, like it's not so much like 
I'm thirsty or I need to go to the bathroom or things like that to delay. It's always like, mom, you know, I need one more hug. I need one more kiss or like, can you rub my back? And she'll even ask me to like tickle her because that physical touch, it makes her feel so loved. And then number three, we have quality time. This one's all about spending time together and really connecting in that time. So it's about giving our kids that full gift of our full presence. So maybe it's just being together. Maybe it's having great conversation. Maybe it's, you know, working together, creating a loving environment, like turning off the TV, putting the screens away. And quality time might be your kids' love language if they're always asking you to play with them, right? Especially our younger kids, like mine will ask me, mom, can you play with me? And if I'm being honest, I don't always want to. I have a million other things to do, right? And sometimes I'm tempted to say yes and just bring my laptop in the toy room with me and just sit on the floor in there while they're playing next to me. But that's not the connection that they're asking for, right? That's not the connection that they need to fill their little love tanks. They're asking me to play because they want quality time with me. They want my presence, my undivided attention. That's how they feel love. So it's that focused, undivided attention for them. And this one really means doing things together to get to know each other better, right? That's the quality part. It's not just that proximity, but it's the connection. So it's the eye contact. It's the asking questions, right? Getting beneath the surface, sharing our thoughts with each other, sharing our feelings with one another. And it can happen anywhere, right? You don't need to plan some big elaborate trip or this like mommy daughter date, like it can be great conversation on the couch. It can be running errands together. It can be maybe part of your bedtime routine, right? You sit with them in their bed and just talk about their day. Maybe you get in the habit of making meals together, helping them with their homework or going for a walk and just having great conversation. That one-on-one time, making it a priority with each of your kids, right? These are all great opportunities to spend quality time with our children. And then fourth, we have gifts. For some of our kids, giving and receiving gifts is going to be one of the greatest expressions of love. So maybe this is your child. If they keep everything and anything you've ever bought them or ever given them and they keep it somewhere safe because it means so much to them. And if that's your child's love language, like, yeah, receiving gifts makes them feel loved. But the real magic is that they feel the emotion behind the gift, right? That it was given to them because you love them, because you saw something and thought of them and then cared enough to get it for them and give it to them. So it's not showing your love by taking them down the aisle at Target and letting them fill the cart with a bunch of toys, but it's using gifts, right? In small ways, maybe to just express your heartfelt love. So maybe this is your child. If they get really excited with small little gifts, like they, ooh, and they, ah, and they just make so much of receiving a gift. So if this is reminding you of a little someone, you know, you can really have fun and get creative with this one. I think you could take like regular household stuff or maybe new clothes they're putting for the upcoming school year. And instead of just giving it to them, or putting it in their closet or away, you can gift wrap that new toothpaste. Yes? Hi, I'm in the middle of recording an episode. Can you wait 10 minutes? Oh. 
It's okay. I'm here. Give me 10 minutes. Okay, a hug. Yes. Oh, sorry. I love you. All right. Thank you for the hug. I will see you in 10 minutes. Well, there you go. She did. She just wanted a hug, as I was saying. Um, oh, yeah. So gifts. So you can just take regular household stuff. You can take the new cl- clothes they're getting for the upcoming school year. And instead of just giving it to them or putting it in their closet or putting it away, right? Maybe you could just wrap it, gift wrap that, you know, new kids toothpaste you got them and let them open it. You could put small things or a little letter right in the mail to them and address it and send it back to you at your address. You could write them a song or a poem. You can personalize things for them and put their name on them and give it to them. Maybe you could pick them some flowers or buy them some flowers. Like there's so many thoughtful ways that you can show them love through these little gifts. And I think for this one too, I think it also helps us to understand sometimes why maybe giving a gift that we're really excited to give might fall flat with our kids or might fall flat with the recipient, whoever it is. Like, have you ever been so excited to give a gift and your kid unwraps it or they receive it and they don't have much of a reaction at all? Like no response. They just kind of have hearted thanks and, and they move on with their day. And maybe that hurts our feelings, right? But it might not be so much that they're being rude. It's just that gifts isn't their love language. So they don't prefer to receive love as gifts. So just having this awareness, I think, can help us understand that maybe Um, you know, the way that our kids are receiving their gifts, if we've ever had a less than gracious response, it has nothing to do with us or the gift or them being disrespectful. It's just that gifts aren't really their love language. And then finally, we have acts of service. And acts of service are ways that you can spend quality time bonding with your child and doing things for your child that show him or her that you care. So this is one of my primary love languages. So I know that my tendencies to show Jeff and to show the girls that I love them by doing things for them. Like I love to make their meals and their snacks. I love to plan fun little adventures for us to do together. I love, you know, fixing their stuff when it's broken or helping them with their homework, anything really. Right. I love that. And it's the thing we can do for them. That's seen as an expression of that emotional love. So if your kids seem to really respond when you offer to help them with something, um, that's probably the way that they best receive love. So it is Motherhood Monday. And here on the pod, we always start the week in prayer over our kids. So let's pray. Let's pray that we can just love them better in the way that they prefer to receive love. So God, we thank you for the amazing gift of our children, Lord. We thank you for making each one of them so different and so special and so unique. We love them, God. Help us as their parents to love them in the way that they most feel it, in the way they were created to receive love, in the way that makes them feel so special and so cared for and so important and so valued. Help us not to get lost in the routine, the day-to-day, but rather help us to just be aware and be intentional this week as we start to look out for and notice our children's love languages. Let us see what they respond to, what lights them up, what makes them feel secure and connected to us. Give us the discernment. Give us the wisdom, God, to adjust and respond. Love them accordingly. We ask 
for the wisdom to lead them and teach them, God, on the days that we're feeling anxious, the days we're feeling overwhelmed or triggered. God, just protect our kids. Help us to heal, Lord. We want to love them as you love us. And we know that love conquers all. So help us to love our kids effectively. Teach us the words. Show us the actions. Give us gentleness and peace. Fill us with compassion and humility. Help us to love them without condition. Help us to love them without expectation. Simply because they're made in your image and entrusted to us. Fill us, God, with so much love for them that it overflows without us even trying. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you love Mommy's Polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you.